0: Good morning, good morning, and welcome to Coffee Talk with Toy, your new morning show, where real talk happens every Saturday at 10 a.m. You can best believe it's your girl, Soy bringing you stimulating conversation to the Brew Nation. It's always a joyous occasion here in the cafe. Think on it, drink on it, let's talk now. If Soy means I am, therefore you are bold, beautiful, intelligent, amazing, and leaving your insecurities and inabilities to be tested, then rest it while you have real talk with Soy. Welcome to the cafe, y'all, where you can come in and unapologetically be you, be you, be you, because it is a new dawning day. Hello. Hello. Happy Saturday, y'all. Happy Saturday. And... um, Wow, we are already in February already. Can you believe it? Can you believe we are already in February? We have our new administration uh, in place, rolling up their sleeves, getting to work. We're already in February. People are looking for their stimulus checks and money and getting ready to get these taxes filed. I mean, it's just so much happening. But you can best believe that (laughs) no matter what we encounter, no matter what we go through, life continues, don't it? It. So if y'all ain't ready, you better get ready. I don't know how much time you we got. We, we're starting February now. Um, we are focused on um, Black History, which people believe it's it's just a month, and for some of us, it's three hundred and. Um, it's all year right three sixty five twenty four seven it's all year we should always trying to be learning um, more about our history and, and, and who we are but in addition to to covering topics as such i'm also going to be talking about loving relationships this month um as we focus on um, our loved ones. <laughs> uh so this morning y'all I'm excited about our topic and um i'm gonna do my birthday shout out and we'll jump right into it because i don't want to miss another minute of what is in store um, for you with these amazing people I have in the cafe with me today. So happy birthday! Happy birthday to you ya.
1: Yeah, Y'all know I love
0: birthdays, and it uh, wasn't for COVID I'd be at somebody's party <laughs> tonight. Um, my my good friend is celebrating her 50th birthday, so I want to give a shout out to Happy Birthday Stephanie! I love you and. um, May you enjoy this birthday season, and may God bless you as you um, travel. And welcome to the 50 Club, right, as you travel on your new journey. Welcome to the 50 Club. Um, It's a lot of fun in here, and um, I know you're going to come in here and turn it out. So happy birthday, honey. I love you. Enjoy your day. And happy birthday to all the other Aquarians that are celebrating their birthday season. Celebrate you like you should and do something for yourself. All right. Without saying, let me uh, get ready to introduce um, the couple that, that's here with me. Uh, y'all ready? Are y'all ready for this? Are y'all ready for this? I, I, I want you to tag someone on this live. I want you to call someone. <laughs> I want you to uh, link them in, text them, link them in so they can be a part of this conversation. You don't want to miss what we are about to share. So if you are an individual who has a home-based business or who is an entrepreneur, you're doing your own thing, um, you're grinding is what I always call it because you, we really are, you know. Um, and so it's, it's bad enough that we have, um, that we work um We're self-employed because we're we're always working, right? So it's bad enough when one of you are doing it, but when two of you are doing it, on top of the other thing, it could be chaos, right? And that wonderful idea, um, that perfect gift that God gives the two of you, it seems like it just went out the window, right? But I'm going to help you. I'm going to try to help you this morning because I got somebody in the cafe, people in the cafe who've been through it all and who can shed light on how you can make it work. So let me introduce um, a man. Uh, He's an author, professional speaker, facilitator, coach, founder of a men's organization, uh, which is the Male Empowerment Networks of Charlotte. He has a wealth of experience as a sales manager and teaches others how to sell themselves and their services. (laughs) Right? Powerful, powerful, right? And, and, and with him, his rib, along his side, is the fabulous Lisa Santiago McNeil, who's also an author, coach, speaker, has spent her life equipping women to find their unique skills, gifts, and talents, and showing them how to use them to obtain their economic independence. Now, in addition to them both having skills and services that they provide individually, they do a lot of things collectively. They're, they, they're running a couple of businesses, and I'm not going to tell you about it, but one um, that I love is a podcast um, that they do, the Empowerment Duo, where, where they're coming together and empowering couples, and they're here in the cafe to empower you. So let's give them a warm welcome. The McNeils, Brian and Lisa, welcome to the cafe. How are you? Hey, You're doing wonderful. How are you? <laughs> Doing amazing, doing amazing, excited to talk to the two of you. How goes it? How goes it at North Kackalaki? How y'all doing up there?
1: It's doing great. We're actually sitting comfortably right next to each other on a cool day. (laughs) Oh, snuggles like lovebirds, lovebirds. So listen,
0: do do, do y'all sit right next to each other and, and, and hold hands and snuggle? when um the heat is on and not the heat in the house, I'm talking about the heat in the business.
2: <laughs> that's that's interesting and I you know what? I think that we both came uniquely equipped into our relationship to be able to work together so that when there is heat, and we'll say heat is disagreement or um, problems with the business, no money. or issues with the business, like where there's no money, or, you know, whatever those situations are, we actually have been able to navigate them with maturity, I think.
1: We broke it down into three key criteria that we believe the lack of causes discord and problems in a, in a, in a couple working together. But the, but the advent of or the more you have of these things, the better the working relationship is for the couple. Yeah. Yep. And when you well, want to hear me it, about you tell that. you okay, tell me about that. Okay, great. Tell about that. Number one of the three things we think are critical, the, and, and to the degree that you don't have this, is the bigger the problem. Number one Absolutely. is communication.
2: Communication. be Com- honest,
1: it. All this unabashed communication. You've got to speak on it. What's going on, baby? What's on your mind? How are you feeling about this? Is this looking good? Is this looking not so good? And not judging the answers.
2: Yeah, and I think that both people need to have the ability to effectively communicate not only the issue at hand, but also communication as it relates to being able to defend your um, position. position in that Yes. Concern
1: And how it makes you feel. Mhm. Because that factors in as well. Okay, let, let, let me let ask it, you this. Me so if you
0: are a couple and you have communication issues outside of the business, right? So let's You're say you already to. have communication issues outside of, of, of the business. It's going to be more challenging for you to communicate in the business,
1: right? It is. It, it, is. it is. Because obviously it's you worth, don't have
2: the skill set.
1: Yes. But in the business, there's some things that can't go unsaid. So if you're having a communication challenge outside the business, inside the business is going to be worse, you know, because you'll have agendas and people are not clear on which direction you're going. It'll just jack up everything. Yeah, it'll really be horrible. (laughs) Yep.
0: Oh, I like that. Real talk. That's real talk. Okay. So that's number one. Okay. and, and And what's number two, sorry, or Lisa?
1: Sure, transparency. Um, you got to be clear. You got to be willing to be. Uh, you got to be willing to not look good. Right. Okay. You got to be willing to not take the credit. You got to be because so much more can get done when people don't care who gets the credit for it. You know. Um,
2: as a team, as a as two as two individual entities that have then decided to collaborate and work together for a common goal. We've got to keep that at the forefront this The purpose of this is for the common goal. obviously, there's going to be some doors that that I can open easier than Brian, and there's going to be some doors that he can open easier, and that vulnerability or transparency is going to keep us from from fighting against the middle yeah, and it will allow us to say, "Okay, this is you,
1: go ahead and that's the third that leads right into the third which we think is just as important as the first two, which is mutual respect for the other's skill set, mutual respect. Like if there's two people in business together, a couple in business together, but one believes they have all the right answers or they're more important in the business and they don't respect the other's skills, that's going to kill the goose that lays the golden eggs. Mutual respect yeah for the other skill set
2: and i think that that um so i think that, that mutual respect actually becomes critical for problem solving yeah. every business is going to come up against something that a decision has to be made right and so mm-hmm. with a business mm-hmm. that has a couple at the head everybody knows what a two-head monster looks like right so if you haven't mm-hmm. laid the foundation that this is going to be how we handle critical decisions. How we
1: make critical decisions. Right. Because someone's going to have to. One of the things that we found is, um, that we had to discover, but it really, really helped, was uh, what decision, which area of expertise is this decision. For example, if someone is trying to okay. publish something, that's Lisa's area of expertise. I should be willing to defer final say-so on that to her because that's in her wheelhouse.
2: Whereas if it has something to do with sales, with our sales plan or our sales strategy, obviously that's in Brian's area of expertise. And so while we both have input to it, that decision he would have the final say. Does oh,
1: that make sense? I I, I, I
0: love that. I, I love that. So um, <laughs> I, I, I'm 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 gonna be vulnerable and, and transparent, as you said. And, and, and number two. So I, I, recently was, I recently had a discussion um, with, with, with my friend. We're not business partners at all, but it was something about, um, about, uh, about his career. Um, now, and I'm, I'm putting this out there because let's say that there is a couple who's having a discussion where what you're talking about is, is not um, in either one's area, like the defined area. Of expertise and, and it's an area where you both have to, it's a neutral zone. And so how do you okay. determine the neutral area and how do you determine who does what when it comes to those kind of projects or
1: tasks in that neutral area, right.
0: undefined right. territory?
1: Here's, okay. Now, neutral area, especially if they have differences of opinion, there's there's a couple of understandings you need to have before you go into the debate about that. Number one understanding that you both need to have is, look, if we have a difference of opinion here, We both have to assume that the other person is at least
2: a little bit right,
1: at least partially right, because there would be no basis for an argument if the other person wasn't at least partially right. That comes from the classic book, How to Win Friends and Influence People. So now we both assume the other one has to be at least partially right. Now, with that in place, I believe that whenever um, the uh, debate is argued competently, or discussed competently, both sides defend their position competently, a truth will come out, okay? If we're both receptive Mm -hmm. and looking for the answers, now are we trying to look to be right or are we trying to look to solve a problem? So if you assume the other is right, you debate your position competently, a truth will come out, and the truth will be obvious to both.
2: Yeah, I'm going to jump in there because in the cases where it's not, where it's not obvious to both, where there is not a meeting of the minds, then I have the tendency to say whomever it is going to have the most impact on individually
1: gets to make the final decision. Or more bought in or vested in that process or that Mm -hmm. point, okay? For example, I am very happy to concede a point to Lisa that she feels bigger or more passionate about than I do, okay? Okay. If it seems more important Mm -hmm. to her, that particular thing, and less important to me, it's okay. It'll come back around. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) It's okay. Okay,
0: I, I, I like that. I, I like that. I see that this requires a, a deep level of, of of maturity when you're entering the business with with your spouse. So you you mentioned that the three things that that, that the two of you make will sabotage um, the relationship or the business communication, um, transparency, and and mutual respect. So tell tell us, give me an example of what you um how you guys deal with um. Communication and, and 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 how you handle communication conflict. What's a tool that that, that you use? If, if you're challenged with this aspect, what what do you use? What's tool. your go-to tool, and, and and how does it work?
1: Um, it's a it's a secret. Two things.
2: Oh yeah, we do. We actually, uh, and I deferred to him and then I jumped in, right? So it, it really is
1: the foundation of our marriage. Yes. Go ahead, baby. It no, might. go ahead. You can... All right. <laughs> um, first off, talking and listening. Um, talking and listening. Now, now, it might sound basic. but here I'm saying about talking and listening, and listen before you start your work day. You talk throughout the day. Yes. Now, in our home, my office is downstairs. Lisa's office is upstairs, okay? And very often, mm-hmm. we have to work independently from each other. We do our morning podcast together, but then we have to work independently, Now, I don't let, hear me clearly, Soy, I don't let more than three hours go without communicating with my wife, okay? (laughs) Three hours about as long a time period as I'm willing to go without us talking and checking in, so to speak. How's it going, baby? What's going on with your day? What have you done? And in between those three hours, we both are very, very conscientious to help the other person to celebrate. For example, if Lisa sells a program, Immediately, we celebrate it, and we have a code word that we use. Our word is cha-ching, okay? So we'll either Mm -hmm. call the person and say cha-ching, we brought money in, or we'll text it, and I have like a little um, emoji, cha-ching, okay? And we tell each other the Mm -hmm. amount. And it doesn't matter what the amount is. It could be a $15 book or a $15,000 program. We celebrate every dollar coming in with each other because that celebration of money coming in, that Encourages your subconscious mind that feels good to be attaboyed on this. Let's do whatever actions it takes to get more and more of that.
2: You went in a totally different direction than I thought you were getting ready. That's so okay.
1: You go where you want to go.
2: We're talking about communication and what tools we use for that. So mm-hmm. I think while I think that celebrating is a, is a great way that we that we cool. interact together, but I think one of the biggest tools and the foundation of communication for
1: us is attempting to understand
2: before trying
1: to be understood. To be understood. First, and that comes from the classic book, um, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Attempt to understand before being understood.
2: Yeah, before trying to be understood. Because I think so
1: often when, you
2: have, when, when one has an opinion and they're already bought into their own opinion, sometimes, you know, that can actually block out your ability, if you're not conscientious about it, to even hear the other side. Like we've dug in so far that even you're just waiting for the opportunity to respond or to react versus
1: respond. Now, this does take some maturity to do. Uh, You mentioned it earlier, Soy. Mm -hmm. Okay, Lisa's got a strong opinion, and my opinion, my knee-jerk opinion, might be polar opposite either. Let's say that happens. She want to go left, I want to go right, okay? Now, when I'm Mm -hmm. mature, I want to understand why she want to go left before I even dare bring up where I want to go right. Attempt to understand before trying to be understood. Absolutely.
2: Uh, And I know there's lots of cliches for that, right? Try walking a thousand miles in somebody else's shoes. But really, when you do try to hear someone's uh, perspective without trying to Mm -hmm. load your chamber at the same time, then it gives you a chance to hear a side or a position or a piece that you might otherwise miss.
1: Now, I am a sales coach, and I teach people how to sell. And I, one of the tenets of that is you can listen yourself into more sales than you could talk yourself into. And one of the tools that I use in training, and this also works in real life, is when you're, when you're talking it out, when you're debating or when you're going for the money or closing, When they say what they got to say, I want you to slowly Mm -hmm. count to three before you respond in your own head, 1,001, 1,002, 1,003. If you'll slowly count to three before you respond, (laughs) it does a couple of good things for you. One is it ensures that they weren't just pausing long enough to catch a breath because they may have more stuff they want to say. But the other thing is it gives you a chance and them a chance to see you as a listener because you are.
0: (laughs) You know, you know, you know why I laugh when you said that Brian, 1,000, one thousand, two thousand, because I, I, I experienced that, and I, I was told that I, I had um, my spouse and I was in therapy um, years ago, and um, one of the things that that he he complained about when we were in marital counseling was that, you know, he he can't finish a sentence before I start talking, and. Um, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm like, what do you mean? So yeah, she she always you know she interrupts me, and I'm like, because well, you say it over and over again. You know, you say what you gotta say, and then you say it again, and then you finally have and say it again. So by the time the third time you're speaking, I'm already ready to respond. So, um, she's like, well, she listen, even he, ha- like that he has or? the floor, right? She said. So what you have to listen. He has the floor, and you have to let, regardless of how many times he says it, you need to wait before he before you speak and allow him to finish. Um, do whatever you got to do, count sheet, count, do whatever you got to do. So you need to find some coping skills so that you can listen, but you cannot interrupt him because you're ready to speak. You have to wait. And I was like, oh, my God. So I, I started doing that. I started, like, thinking about my grocery list, my laundry list, you know, whatever I had to do to uh, make sure that I forced myself to be quiet until he finished speaking so the art of communication
1: um, listening and speaking is (laughs) relevant if I was to further explain it when you don't let someone finish their sentences what that does is it it causes them to repeat it and if you make them repeat it too many times like even two or three times they might if they repeat their lame let's say his point is silly okay and you know it's silly but he wants to say it anyway and if you repeat it to I mean, if you interrupt him and he repeats it again anyway, what happens is by him repeating it again and again, he convinces his own self that his lame position actually has legs. And you cause more fight. Okay, so let him finish. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my,
0: oh my God. That's awesome. That, that's amazing. But speaking of listening and pausing, let's pause for a quick second for our ad. Y'all hold tight for a minute. We'll be right back.
1: Myself as a That's what she's doing. Maybe unwittingly, but.
0: All right, y'all, if you're just joining us or you came in late, you missed it, you missed it, you missed it. Go back and catch it and share it with, with some others. Uh, we're talking to Brian and Lisa McNeil out of North Carolina. The empowerment duo was with us, and we're talking um, about a way to empower you all so that if you work together, you can make it work. So we talked about... Um, three things that will sabotage your relationship or your business, which is communication, or the lack thereof, being transparent, and mutual respect. And so while we talk through what those mean, now Lisa and Brian are giving us examples of how they use these tools and how it worked for them. So we went through communication. yeah I missed it. Back it up. Hear it again. Uh, we're going to go ahead and move to transparency. So how have the two of you, how were you challenged, with, with being transparent,
1: and, and, and what did you do about it? How did you fix that? I want to go first on that, okay? Um, I have a men's group, and a lot of men struggle being able, being able to tell their woman or their spouse when things are not going good, okay? But, and um, I mm. learned very early, for example, maybe they're talking about laying people off at of the job. Now, if a man says that to his wife, and she goes, oh, my God, what are we going to do if you lose your job? That's going to be terrible. You're always losing jobs. He didn't say he lost his job. He said they're talking about it, and she just made that situation worse. And what I learned very early in the relationship with my wife, Lisa, is that she can handle tribulation. So when I told her about something that wasn't going good and she did not lose her mind, that made me go, hmm, I got a woman that can hear about a problem and work to solve it and she won't exacerbate the problem. And what that little lesson does is it encourages me as a man to want to be able to tell her bigger things that are wrong or bad. And now she's learned because of her level of maturity and respect for herself and me, I don't fear telling her about when things are not great because I know she can handle tribulation. And that's very major. Can the other person hear about something transparently and not make that situation worse. Yeah, I think that that was a that was a
2: big turning point, soy um, as well. Um, but I think that what else? Another thing that is equally as important that I that I don't think that we highlighted, and that is a, a common ground for working together in business. Like there has to be a common understanding of what entrepreneurship really is. Because, and what the objective of this working together is, because I think that transparency uh, response, for example, the response that the response the the response that Brian used as an example, where you know you come home and you say, you know, they're talking about laying people off on the job, and then her response is, oh no, we're not gonna, you're gonna lose your job, we're not gonna have any money, all of those things, right? That may not be the type of person who is the type of person that could handle Mm -hmm. being in relationship with an entrepreneur. entrepreneur. Yes. (laughs) Because entrepreneurship money don't just go up, up, up. Entrepreneurship money does not come in on the 1st and the 15th. And so that transparency is just a part of the litmus test for whether or not you can be compatible to actually be in business together in a relationship. Does that make sense?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they both got to understand, um, so the whole entrepreneurial game, it's fraught with pitfalls and defeats. But overall, it's just so much better. Mm. Okay? When you weigh it all out, you got defeats. You got the seasons, You do have to have a level of resiliency. Yeah. But overall, it's just so much better than not being entrepreneurial. Wow. Wow.
0: Well, wow. I um. Hey, hey. Good, good morning, Lonnie. I see um a good friend um just tuned in with us, and and I'm glad he he's listening. Um, there there are a lot of people out, out there that work with with their spouses, so I'm glad that people are tuning in and chiming in and adding content um to this segment. What does um you mentioned um and I want to just go back to this for a quick second, Brian, because I, I have personal experience with this that men, men struggle with telling women things for the fear of them overreacting. Is that the only um, reason that men struggle with being transparent and
1: sharing information with their spouse? There's a, there's a buddy that goes with that. The overreacting is major, but the other one is, and it's even worse, and it's not going to sound pretty, Soy, okay, but some women unwittingly punish their man for being transparent. They punish them for being transparent. And they can punish them immediately, and they can punish them later on. Okay? Maybe th- they talk about laying off at of the job. You shouldn't have that damn old job anyway. Dang, I'm not telling her nothing else again, because I got stung for telling her. And then if she's okay. the type that'll okay. bring up the stinging thing again, like a month or a year later, you're teaching him, and you're reinforcing him that if he tells her anything that's not positive, she's going to punish him for that, and so he can't do it. That's that's why a lot of times people, older men, don't say nothing around their wives because they've been punished long enough. Mm-hmm. Okay.
0: All right, women. Y'all hear that? No more punishment. No more punishing them for sharing information. You, you know, you're you, you, going to have to take
1: a Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going by just my thoughts and my relationship. I've had a men's organization for seven years, and I hear it. No, I, I believe you. I, I believe you, but I think it's important for women
0: to hear to hear this as well, because sometimes we say things, and 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 there are no witnesses. But hearing this right now. Um, hopefully they're being um, mature enough to process this information and, and and make a decision. If I'm doing that and this is how it can be interpreted, let me stop, because I do not want this to happen um, to my relationship. And you know what, to be truth and told, life is going to already bring us challenges individually and, and in the relationship. So if, if you can um, go ahead and prepare yourself and educate yourself, and and teach yourself how to deal with certain things you know you y'all are further ahead and you want those happy days so don't don't get in the way of of, of being happy don't get in your own way of, of being happy with your spouse and definitely don't get in the way of um having a successful business um together now what if they decide that you know what maybe maybe we shouldn't work together how how what are some tools or some tricks or some tips that will be evident to the two of them that, you know, we can continue to be in love and and, and be together and work out this relationship and work out this marriage, and it's okay if we don't work together. What are some tips or tricks that's going to reveal itself to them
1: that y'all may
0: not be the right couple to work together?
1: That, um, you want to go first or should I? That's a really, really challenging one for me, Soy, because, if you start out working together and you're in a marriage particularly, I imagine it's impossible to not. Okay, if you ever did it for a season and then try to say we're not gonna work together because you're still married and you're still in the same household and all the money benefits the same household. So to me it's hard for me to imagine beginning a working relationship with my spouse and then saying, you know what, you and I don't need to work together no more because that means something's one of the first three things. That means either they can't communicate They have no transparency, or they're not mutually respecting each other. So that has to be fixed. Mm. I don't think it works in the same household. And here's one more thing I need to say about that. When you are married and you're in business with your spouse, just thinking of it as in business with your spouse can be an impediment. I look at it as I'm in business with my best friend, okay? That's what I think of it as. I'm in business with Lisa, okay? Um, We've got great mentors of ours. We have even the Woodses, they have a thing about – she had a thing uh, – Mrs. Woods, she was talking about sometimes she's working with her boss and sometimes she's with her husband, okay? She had to distinguish that in her head, you know, for their business to work, you know? But to me, Mm -hmm. I look at it, I'm in business with my best friend. That's how I see it. And So un – or extra –
2: Extricating yourself from being in business together would be akin to having to go through a business divorce. And I think that that is wow. going to have some impact on the relationship as well, the marriage as well. So I really think that this is something that is better off examined at the beginning versus trying to undo at the end. Yeah. Go into it with an open mind. If any of those three areas are already a challenge before you go into business together, work on addressing those areas as opposed to trying to fix it at the end. Now, the 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 other the, the other suggestion could be to work in business together as a as a as almost as individual contractors to one another. Where you're keeping your businesses, the, the pieces that you do for the business separate so that your decisions are independent of one another. Some people run their marriages that way, so I suppose that it's possible. I, we don't. We are collaborative, mm-hmm. we are not, uh, we're not subcontractors to one another.
1: So you know, the more I think about this, the more I'm thinking it's worth fighting for to stay in business together if you start. It's worth fighting for. You know, I, I, it's akin to me to a giving up. Um, like, I think Lisa was right when she said it's like a divorce, but it's, I think it's mm-hmm. worth fighting for, the, the, the good that comes out of it. And that's, that's another example. If you're even thinking about we need to not work together, okay, that's something right there. That's a tribulation that you can work through. And if you do work through it, I'm not trying to be Pollyannish, but if you do work through it, the whole thing gets stronger, the whole game gets stronger if you can get past that place.
2: And 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 honestly, one of the things that I that I go back to again is each person has to come into it as entrepreneurial. You've got to exempt. You can't force someone uh, to have an entrepreneurial mindset.
1: That's major. You cannot force mm-hmm. someone to have an
2: entrepreneurial mindset. Entrepreneurship requires some intestinal fortitude. It requires some resiliency and it requires the ability to be able to um to 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 swim like a duck, right? That means that on the outside to right. the outside world and I'm talking about your friends and your family because now this is your marriage and your business, right? Yes. So that mm-hmm. means to your friends, mm-hmm. huh? Go ahead. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> so that means to your friends and your family things have to remain smooth they think it looks fun. everything is great but underneath the water okay. kicking like crazy, kick like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and so that means there has to be a commitment to be in like serious um um what's the word like ride or die ship i don't mean i don't even know what else to call it with that business yeah, partner yeah we not we, this, we, go. this is us The things that we got to go through behind the scenes, that's nobody's business. And we're not keeping it from Mm -hmm. you. Like, right now, we're being very transparent because we've done the work. We've done the work. And it's worth it.
1: It's worth it. Doing that work is worth it. Yes.
0: So what what are some other things that you find to be worth it that, that keeps the um, that keeps the positive energy between the two of you, that keeps you connected? Brian mentioned earlier that I thought was so cute Girl, that you said. And well,
2: I'm talking about your friends and your family because now this is said, your marriage and, and your about, business, um, right? Mm-hmm. So that means to so your friends, huh? Right. <laughs>
0: You said in about three hours he goes back and he checks on on you you know he communicates with you um, and, and, and I think that's I think that is I think that's touching because I think that leads to um, just kind of staying in, in touch with with each other uh, it's romantic it's especially if, if it's if it's that you are excited when something happens Um Earlier you mentioned what Brian mentioned that, you know, y'all got this code word that if you make a sale or something comes in, money comes in, y'all got this code y'all using, y'all celebrate it. I think that's nice. I think it's romantic. Think what are some other things that the two of you do to keep the um, – just to stay in touch?
2: We, uh, we definitely spend time apart. and uh, People might think, what? How does that keep you closer? But we spend time, we both work in the same house, one upstairs, one downstairs, and we, of course, spend time together. We come together, like we typically have lunch together. We try to schedule that. Um, But we also have alone time. Brian has his solo time, like a couple of hours a day. Cigar. And I have my solo time as well and i think that that strengthens us because we may we we remain true to our own individuality and i think also prayer is a big deal
1: now that solo time lisa's talking about is major i check out late afternoon for a couple of hours with a cigar and a drink okay and that time is very important to me okay <laughs> so but, but that's okay. it that's what i do okay
2: and I would check yeah, that, in. That is important. important. hmm
1: That I, I was just yep. gonna
2: say I'm
0: sorry, yeah, that, that is important, especially not now that people are having even though they may not be partners and working um in the same business together, but we're sharing workspace due due to this pandemic. So I mm-hmm. I, I can see how important um that is. But but you were gonna talk about your, your time, Lisa. What is it that, that you do when you check out?
2: Oh, I don't I don't do anything special. I mean I might exercise, I might um, create. I like. I. Art. I like art. I might watch some Ratchet TV. But whatever it is, it's just those few times separate. But as important as the checkout time, as important as the lunch time, we also check in. We check in every morning before our show. I guess yes. it be. I guess it could be considered our. Um, our pre-show
1: pre uh, production meeting. <laughs>
2: meeting, but that checking
1: in yes. is very very important to us. We're talking about our day. We're talking about what's going to be on our podcast. We check in with each other's schedule. Maybe I got a one or two o'clock today. What time's your first appointment? So I know what her schedule is from what she told me. Okay, she knows what my schedule mm-hmm. is from what I told her. Mm-hmm. We both are very very busy, and if we don't have that check in, it's like an ounce of prevention. Um, is worth a pound of cure. Pound of cure. We're doing that little bit of time to prevent some stuff from happening instead of trying to fix stuff. Okay. hmm So, so give, give,
0: give those who 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 are a little slow with it. Give us an example of what was what you think would happen for the two of you if y'all didn't check in in the morning. Give us, give us a worst case scenario of what um, what could happen. We'll bump heads. We'll, how, how um, could
1: that day. Ends? We'll yeah. interrupt each other. We'll crowd each other. We'll. We'll mess up each other's schedule. We'll find ourselves having to eat at different times because we didn't, So let me even be more specific to
2: that. Imagine if you did not know that, for the sake of my my opinion, that your husband had back-to-back-to-back appointments today, and he had a big closing this evening that he was working on. Imagine if you didn't know that. And then something Mm -hmm. occurred in your day that upset you or that startled you or that, you know, somehow threw Mm -hmm. you off. Mm -hmm. And because you didn't know, you interject the urgency of that. Now, I'm not saying that it's not urgent, but I'm saying compare what's going on. You interject the Mm -hmm. urgency of that, and it throws him off of his game. Now, his response is not going to be to be sympathetic to what you were going through, His response Mm -hmm. is going to be, look, you sabotaged everything because we didn't know. That is the power of communication. Communication can can help you to see when the right time it is to bring up something. Because, listen, there's things. He's not perfect. I'm not perfect. There's little things that get on our nerves that, you know, you want to say something about. But in comparison to knowing what's going on, you can choose your battles and choose your windows.
1: That's a great point. And you can
2: preserve your relationship.
1: That's a great point. Good,
2: good, good, good. I I, I like that.
0: And and also, Lisa, in in, in, in what you shared, um, I also um, kind of visualized, you know, how something was going on with the woman. She tried to reach out to him. Um, you interrupted his day or if he don't respond because of those meetings or those projects he's exactly. working on, you feel like you're dealing with it alone. And and, it, and now by the time mm-hmm. you talk to him, you're like, why didn't you answer? Why didn't you take my call? Right, because you didn't know that he was unavailable, you know. Yes. And, and then you can measure your emergency with, against his project and determine <laughs> yes. whether it's worth interrupting and, and ruining his day, or is it something that, that you can hold off and wait until you talk to him later? So real, real right. talk, that was, um, yeah, that was
1: a good example. And
2: it'll keep you from I think from that's stewing. one people can relate to.
1: Yeah, doing. <laughs> and
2: it'll keep you if from you don't know stewing.
1: what it is, you'll, you'll finish the story. There's grown people who have to finish the story. He must be ignoring me. No, he's not ignoring you. He's busy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay,
0: before we go, before we go, I want you all to drop some nuggets on stewing. Just drop some nuggets on stewing. Help us with with the stewing. First, tell people what it is, and then I want y'all to drop some
2: nuggets on the stewing. So stewing is a misuse of your imagination. Those are the exact
1: words I was going to say. I know. Say it again. Say it
2: again. Stewing is a misuse of your imagination.
1: A A misuse. I was going to say those exact words.
2: We can come up let me tell you, women are the most we are creators. We have a womb. We create babies. We are the Be reason the imaginative what we are we can create some stuff. And that stew time when you fill it with every fear and every doubt and every possible negative end scenario can create a monster. But I, I will also give mm. the men the solution to combating the stew. Okay. The, uh, the way that you combat the stew is you make deposits yeah. on a regular and consist that would otherwise contradict any ingredients that might go into that stew.
1: You need to make that more clear because that has kept me out of trouble a lot of times by making good deposits, making positive deposits into my relationship, um, enough of them. Enough loving deposits, enough helpful deposits, enough encouraging deposits, you know, so that you have a bank of deposits. Yes. So when the inevitable comes, because none of us are perfect, when mm-hmm. the inevitable comes where I say something I shouldn't have said or I do something I shouldn't have done, I have enough positive deposits already banked up
2: mm-hmm. that that
1: negative withdrawal won't throw the account off. Absolutely.
2: And so it's a mutual responsibility. I mean, it goes both ways. Men can stew too. So, that's, so women, it's, it's also important to make positive deposits. But I'm saying in this particular case, women can stew,
1: honey. But this is a major point. Mm-hmm. Um, by the time, if you have too many negative withdrawals, okay, she pissed me off, she pissed me off, she pissed me off, she's pissing me off. Okay, too many negative withdrawals, your account will become overdrawn and then that other negative demon starts coming in. Do I even want to do this at all? Absolutely. And that stew mm-hmm. is fully brewed. Yeah, it's mm-hmm.
2: too long. Way, way, way too long. Way too long. How? How do?
0: Um, now, I, I got a question, Rayhawk. I see your question out there. Rayhawk sixty-two has a question, and, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna read it to you guys in a second. But I, I don't want to interrupt where we are in, in this um, <laughs> in this discussion on stewing. So if, if your spouse is stealing, right, they're misusing their imagination, as we've stated, and, and I've typed it uh, in the um, feed so so everyone can get it and see that. If your spouse is stealing, do you recommend you inter- that the other person interrupt the stealing process, or do you let them steal and come out of it? How do you, what what are, what are your are recommendations you on, on dealing stew. with it?
2: How could you even know? That's you it. That's why. It? No, you can't interrupt stew. Here's you don't the even know thing. what it is. You don't even know what's <laughs> happening because that's what happens. That's what we do. We make a whole pot of stew silently in the kitchen. He'll be like, what's, whole- wrong, what's wrong, baby? Nothing. What's wrong with you-, you? Nothing. He has no idea this is going on. No. <laughs> a secret stew. You're making a secret stew. That's why you have to consistently make those communications and deposits because – yeah, I, you know, you know how you know that there is some <laughs> stew, is that you if you get a whole lot of nothing. That if
1: you're not talking at all, yes, yeah, there's something stewing. Fine, if you
2: start getting so what, fine, so, you got a so, big pot of stew. So what? Do you do? Stew. <laughs> so what, you, what are you doing? Y'all
1: know,
0: like stew, stewing the crackpot. Y'all know that. You know, it's not a strong odor, but it's very subtle, and, and, and you start. Mm, Smell like right. onions. Mm, smell like chicken. Mm-hmm. Right. You smell a little something mm-hmm. cooking in the pot. Right. You smell a little. So, you, like you said, there's the nothing that comes. So, how do we deal
1: with the nothing? What do we do? I haven't had to do this very often, but sometimes this is where you can't be pretty. Right. Hold it. Hold it. Hold it. Lisa, no, you're not moving from this spot here until you tell me what the hell's going on
2: you that's to have to one stand on the little okay. floor
1: or sit right here. That's but No, we're not moving past this moment until I know what the hell is going on. Yes. There's something you got to say, something. Okay, But we're not moving past this. And then they're praying it out. That's, that's, the other thing and we that's
2: do. one thing. But here's the other thing, and and my husband is really good at this. It, you you can't always know what the stew, that there is a stew, right? You can't always know. But if you know that you typically have a loving, caring wife, And suddenly there is some coolness. If you take a moment and examine yourself, you can usually see that there might have been a moment that I was gruff or whatever the case is. And my husband is very good at falling on his sword or coming and explaining. But I also don't make it difficult.
1: Yeah, that's a great point.
2: I don't make it Uh, difficult. That's one. But two is also that I will let him know, now sometimes the stew already in the pot and everything, but I will let him know, listen, I think you owe me an apology, and here's why.
1: And that, that's the other thing, too. Now, if you owe an apology, either husband or wife, if you owe an apology, give it quickly. Give it now, if you owe an apology. Um, there was Thank uh, you. Not that long ago. Thank snow. you. Yeah, if you <laughs> owe an apology, you need to do that now. Don't put that off. Okay, but there was one time Lisa had a stew, maybe within the past year. It was about I I hadn't yet controlled the situation, but Lisa, this particular time, Lisa worked it out. She realized that she was stewing on her own a cord from something that I didn't commit a crime on. Mm-hmm. Okay, but she had used her mm-hmm. imagination yeah. there. And then she came back to me, honey, I realized the last couple of days I've been this and this. And you know what? I thought about it. You didn't even realize what happened. The crime you committed didn't require all of this. I apologized. And I was completely relieved because I didn't know what was going on, what crime did I commit. But she realized it and apologized before I could figure that out, which really, really helped ease my mind. And that was a matter
2: of maturity. I have to say that Mm -hmm. some
1: of and I can't speak
2: everybody's stew, but some of my stew. Is got ingredients in it that he didn't bring to the table. Ooh,
1: ooh. Now
2: sometimes you might have some leftover dried carrots <laughs> and leftover dried ooh. onions, from some previous stuff, and you throw ooh. them into your stew.
1: <laughs>
2: and unfortunately, <laughs> there ain't right. I don't have the. I got golden carrots. I don't have orange carrots. I didn't bring those <laughs> no carrots in here. But so it was some self-evaluation that allowed Mm. me to say, wait a minute, wait a minute. And understand, I couldn't have gotten to that re-evaluation if he didn't have enough deposits on his side for me to even be willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. So all of that communication Uh, came and played in together.
1: I like that. Mm. Okay. That's some good stuff. If I could drop this last nugget here. Overall, the most important thing is the relationship. Our relationship is more important than anything else. My wife is more important to me than any individual person on the planet, more important to me than anybody else, my mother, children, anybody. My wife is the most important to me, okay? So despite Mm -hmm. anything that goes on, the most important thing is still the most important thing. Lisa. The care and feeding of Lisa is more important than anything else. Amen. The care and feeding.
2: I love it. I receive it.
1: <laughs> well you know
0: what you know what, Brian, that that comment there is, is definitely um a segue to a very needed topic and we may have to bring you all back on here. To have that, um, when you say that your wife is the most important thing, more important than your parents, more important than than your children, that definitely is um, um, something that we are – We'll talk about at 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 another time. We got to figure um figure that out. But I'm telling you that, that the crowd is loving you. Um, they're like keep dropping them nuggets. They love it. And I'm, I promise Ray Hawk, we will get to his question. And my producer is pointing me to that. So let me read Ray Hawk's question. Uh, Ray Hawk, 62. Thank you for uh, for chiming in with us. He's with us on Twitch. Um, and his question is, how do you circle back and correct or reverse those times when you stun your spouse? when they've been transparent with you to encourage them to continue Apologies. to share
1: with you. Yeah. How do you, how do you circle back yeah. and correct that or reverse? Those you have to apologize. that. Asking, she's you have to apologize sincerely and big, honey, I realize what I did. I apologize for this. I'm resolving not to do this anymore, but you owe a big apology for that. Yeah. That's all you could do. That's all you could do there is apologize, I think. Well, I think apologizing is the beginning of it.
2: Okay. I think that you almost have to consistently um, rebuild that trust. Because what you did, yeah, what you did was you broke a trust. Yes. The trust was you can lean on me, you can tell me anything, and I am going to respect it and I'm going to honor it and nurture it. And when you break that trust, then you have to go about whatever it takes to rebuild and restore that trust in you with that person. And sometimes that means giving them some space. Um, Because they have a
1: right to how they heal from that broken trust.
2: Yeah, sometimes that means, you know, having to apologize more than once. It really is just like any other broken promise. It has to heal. You can't force a wound to heal. You have to allow it to heal and give it the right conditions to heal.
0: But well, you can't force it, Lisa. But can't you nurture it? Can't can't you tend to the yes. wound? <laughs> oh yes,
2: yes, yeah, absolutely. You, tend to the you, must. Wound. Okay. you must. Okay. You must. Yeah. You have to yes. tend to the wound, but you have what to is listen. Wound, it is, right. And you have to listen to the person who has the wound, and 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 they now understand this. They get to play the part. They get to decide how they want to heal. Memphis. Mm-hmm. They, get they get to
1: decide. Baby, I'm not ready to hear this right now. That's their right to say.
2: Yeah. And it's hard to hear sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know you messed up, but you you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta go off and lick your wounds and deal with it. And then please, please, please don't compound it by bringing anyone else into the conversation. Ooh,
1: your mama's in our business. <laughs> Keep yeah. everybody out of your business, or don't don't begrudge. See, I tried to apologize, and you won't even let me apologize.
2: Yeah, you don't get to do that. <laughs> oh,
0: you don't get to do that. Okay, you don't mm-hmm. get to do that. You don't get to do that. Okay. No. But what if they don't? What if they don't accept the apology? What if they don't? Then what?
1: They very well may not. Okay, but that's their right, and you give it some breathing okay. room. But to me, they, if they don't have to accept it right now, its admission is bigger enough for me. Um, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to come back again, okay? Sure not have to. It's a process. That's the word. It's a process. It's not an event, okay? Mm-hmm. They don't have to immediately forgive and forget, but I'm not going to quit the game. I'm going to keep coming back. I'm going to come back another time, okay? It's okay. And, and also communicating and understanding that
2: forgiveness does not mean complete restoration. You mm-hmm. may be forgiven, meaning me, I let you back into my heart. But I'm not gonna share a similar thing like that anytime soon Stunned. that that doesn't that ain't no thank you, you got I'm good right I'm not gonna do that again right now or or maybe not even ever, and that's very sad, but that's why it's so important to be as <clears throat> as conscientious about your interactions with your spouse as you possibly can and your business partner Good
0: oh. stuff, uh, good stuff. All right, now listen. They they want y'all to keep um, dropping nuggets, so y- y'all keep the conversation going uh, on the social media platforms. Brian and Lisa will will chime in, and and I'll definitely get them to respond. Um, but we definitely want um, we want people to be healed. We want we, we want to under we want better relationships. We want better relationships, and we want more productive. Y'all know how I am. I love our black businesses. I support black businesses 100%, and I've been working um, tirelessly on on a project called The Grind, which is um, a network for entrepreneurs. So if you're interested in hearing more information about the grind and how you can be supported in your black-owned business, visit the website, Coffee Talk with coffeetalkwithsoy.com. Um, There's a guest book there. Um, you can subscribe there where you can get more information about that networking opportunity and how it's formulating, um, as well as tell me what you think about the show. If you enjoyed the show, if you've been a visitor uh, on, on the show. I want you to share your experiences about the treatment you've received from this black business and, and how you've enjoyed um, the journey here. So visit the website, coffeetalkwithsoy.com. If you're looking to be a guest on the show, we can take your information there and 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 plug you in as well. Now, our, our calendar is booked up. Uh, we're now into April. So if you have a topic or um, something you want to share? Do um, reach out to me as soon as possible so I can get you scheduled um, in our show lineup. I'm thankful for that, and and, I, and I'm and I'm glad that this um, um, platform is servicing uh, our community. But but definitely um, hit me up coffee talk with soy. Uh, dot com so that I can get you um, on the show. All right, uh, uh, anything we
1: have before we wrap up? Anything you want to say before we leave? Just thank you for this opportunity for us to serve. Um, we think this mission is important. We think it's a growing talk because there's more and more couples deciding to work together. So we get asked this question a lot of times, and uh, we were grateful to be able to do it on your show. Thank you.
2: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Joy. We appreciate being able to come hang out with you and your guests, and we look forward to inviting them out to hang out with us as well, Monday through Friday. We are on Facebook Live at 9 a.m. Eastern on the Empowerment Duo page, and so we welcome them to come and hear a little bit more shenanigans from us.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and, and tell them real quickly what, what you both um, do individually as well, if you got a quick
1: ten seconds.
0: They have men and women I, am a sales, and I want you all to be.
1: Uh-huh. Go ahead. I'm sorry. I am a sales confidence coach. I help entrepreneurs to learn what they need to learn so they can be super confident in their ability to earn money selling themselves and their services. That's what I do.
2: Absolutely. And I am the coach's coach. I help individuals with a story to tell to not only write it, publish it, and promote it, but to use it to create a business where which they can reach their audience and go from impact to income. All right.
0: Well, thank you both. I have appreciated having you uh, on the show with me. Um, They're phenomenal people, and um, I appreciate you. So thanks for hanging out with with me this morning, Brian and Lisa McNeil, the empowerment duo. Thank you. Thank you. All
2: right, y'all, it's been
0: it's been awesome. It's been awesome, and um, I want you to continue um, listening to the show. Please share this information um, with others and, and join our network, uh, join our support group, and uh, keep sipping and talking with Soy every Saturday, 10 a.m. right here. Go out and be great, y'all. Do something great. Be useful.